everyone. Welcome to Good Talks with Sarah. This is your host, Sarah. I'm here today with a special guest, Gracie Wood. This is a student of mine from this past year, and we've had some really great spiritual conversations, and she came up with the topic for this podcast. So, Gracie, you want to say hi? Hello. Thank you for having me, Ms. Dennison. It's a pleasure to be here. And when you chatted me about the topic for today's podcast, what was it that you said, or what was your idea? I was thinking that it would be really cool if we talked about um, pulling out spiritual themes from uh, musicals and shows that uh, we like to watch. And if you're going to be in a show, sometimes it's helpful as a Christian to be able to pull out um, what you can believe in so that you're not like, you don't feel like you're playing like a totally heathen role unless you're doing like the villain and you want to go like full villain, you know, (laughs) but, but like if you want to um, make an uplifting character and really have Christ shine through you, it's easy to, or it's nice to be able to um, pull the Christian morals from your character and from the show itself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that's what we're going to talk about today. We picked four shows that we're going to discuss um, with each other. And we're going to start with one that's very near and dear to both of us um, that I actually talked about in the first podcast I recorded uh, not the one that was posted, but the first one that was recorded, uh, which is Harvey. So, so <laughs> Harvey um, is a show that I directed for Coda Drama um, this past year, and Gracie was in it, mm-hmm. and uh, she actually had a very small role. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the most fun I've ever had, though. Very yeah. dynamic. Very yeah. dynamic role. Um, and Harvey is uh, just a... I guess we'll have to give quick summaries for those who haven't seen it. But Harvey is essentially about a man named Elwood whose best friend is a six-foot-tall white rabbit named Harvey that only he can see. And Harvey is supposed to be kind of a spiritual mentory um, type of friend that only appears to uh, certain people uh, at certain times. Um... And then kind of sticks with them for a while. And, and nothing bad ever seems to happen to Elwood when Harvey's around. He seems to be kind of a protector. Um, and it's basically about his sister's reaction. It's <laughs> yes. about uh, basically everyone around him's reaction. So his sister tries to get him into an insane asylum. Um, mm-hmm. And basically chaos ensues because... Yeah, everyone is is um, coming in contact with this being that they can't see. But it, that is protecting... Elwood and so it's making it's it's making everyone go crazy because can they see them can they see Harvey can they not see Harvey you know and they're yeah. they're they're trying to um not feel crazy but at the same time they're starting to believe in this otherworldly being yeah yeah so the, all the characters react differently and this is what happened was uh, I was really praying about um what kind of uh spiritual theme I guess um what kind of message are we pulling out of this show? Because Mm -hmm. if you don't really have a message, if you don't have something that you're conveying, why are you doing the show? You know? Um, I mean, there's, there's forms of of entertainment that are purely entertainment, but, um, that's just not how I work. (laughs) I really, I really appreciate a a message, even if it's something small. And wow, what God revealed was so cool. Um, you actually started presenting it because we did present the message Mm -hmm. at the end of the show so do you want to yeah what did you say you said it's hard to remember um but yeah yeah, it was it was kind of about how um 
Elwood's relationship with Harvey is a lot like our relationship with Christ, how we can't see him and the world can't visually like see a person helping us and guiding us. They can't see the Holy Spirit with us, but that doesn't mean that he's not there and he's not protecting us and watching over us and guiding us through our everyday life. And it's just kind of every character's um, perception of how, like, how they meet this being is kind of like how different people um, view Christ. And I thought it was really, actually, really well done. Like, I don't know if it was written that way, but it was really well done how the all the different characters, they really have the different perspectives mm-hmm. of the different kind of people that, like, meet Christ. And when they encounter Christ, how do they react? Because some of them, they react well. Like, I feel like my character was yeah, a talk little... about yours. My character, um, Betty Chumley, she was a little bit um, oblivious to what was going on, but I think overall she was left with the impression that um, Elwood was a sweet guy. He didn't deserve any of the um, the bad stuff that his that like my husband was trying to like <laughs> throw on to him, and so I think uh, like Betty ultimately was um, well affected by Elwood's relationship with Harvey, mm. um, even though she didn't know what it was. But then the other characters. Yeah, so then your yeah. the character that was your husband in the show, mm-hmm. um, he started out, you know, this is a ridiculous idea, and by uh, the end of the show, I'm not going to spoil it, but basically <laughs> his perspective changes, mm-hmm. um, and you can tell that uh, Harvey, the you know, the being, the bunny, <laughs> the giant <laughs> rabbit, he chose to kind of reveal himself a yeah. little bit, and... Uh, his reaction is interesting because he kind of wants to use Harvey for his own gain. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of times when people hear about God and Jesus and, and the gospel, uh, sometimes it's, well, what do I get out of it? And mm-hmm. not understanding that what you get out of it is freedom yeah. <laughs> and, and a, a changed heart and uh, thinking more materially, you know, yeah. people think, well, okay, is that going to get me a good car and a good house and, mm-hmm. you know, stable finances and all that? And actually, no, um, <laughs> that's not guaranteed at all. Um, if you get that, fantastic, you know, praise yeah. the Lord, but that's an added blessing. That's not what the gospel is about. In fact, uh, like last year around this same time, I was in that place where I thought that, like, God was just to be used. I mean, I didn't think that, but, like, that's was how I used God. Like, I literally would just pray to him whenever I needed something. I wouldn't, like, pray to talk to him. And I would just... I, I didn't know what he was there for except to help me. I knew he was supposed to help me. And so then I tried to exploit that in a way, which sounds really mm-hmm. bad. But I, I really did um, try to get that for my own good but then God kind of like gently you know kind of like as he does like slaps you in the face and is like no (laughs) no and he's more yeah like he he didn't give me what I wanted but then he gave me something far deeper which was a relationship with a father which is what in my heart I like wanted yeah but then when like he didn't give me the material things that I wanted but since then as I've stopped asking for the material things and started going towards my relationship with him as a father, he is, his favor is so amazing. And that's when the mm-hmm. material things come in and you hear Christians talking about like, oh, like I haven't, like I haven't gone shopping. I went shopping yesterday for the first time in like three months yeah. and I kept getting clothes from people at my church who were just like, oh, do you want some clothes? And yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, you yeah. know, and they were exactly the clothes I wanted. Anyway, this is getting off topic. No, but it's, it's, he provides, uh, yeah. there's those verses about, you know, 
Uh, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet mm-hmm. your heavenly Father feeds them. You know, look at the lilies of the field. You're, you know, they don't, you know, sew their own clothes, and yet they're yeah. clothed more beautifully than Solomon in yeah. all his splendor. You know, so he does provide. Um, so, so there's a couple perspectives. Um, more perspectives. Uh, Elwood, obviously, his entire life has changed. Um, he he was very uh, ready for planting. It kind of talks about how uh, he would just kind of accept a giant white rabbit talking to him because that's just mm-hmm. kind of where his heart was. So, so you know, it's kind of like a believer where God has prepared your heart for a number of years, and, and by the time it finally happens, by the time um, he really reaches down and changes you, you're not, you're ready. You're ready to accept it. Yeah. Um, but then there's there's others like uh, his his <laughs> sister who... Uh, sees the presence of Harvey, Harvey, and and uh, kind of feels it, but doesn't uh, doesn't want it because it's such an inconvenience to her social life, to her desires, to her dreams for her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, her daughter completely, one hundred percent denies it because it's again a complete interruption of social life and yeah. everything that she had planned for herself. And she um, sees what it's doing to her mother. Yes, she sees how right. it's negatively affecting her mother. Right. Yeah. But the only reason it's negatively affecting her mother is because her mother, uh, again... Is rejecting it. <laughs> is completely rejecting it, even though she knows it's there, which is so interesting. Because um, I've had conversations with people who, after a good conversation, they've acknowledged the presence of a God. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. And then it's ended there. Yeah. Now they're like, but it's it's too inconvenient like, for me. Yeah. You know? It's, I don't... Like, if I go to God, then I'll have to give up all my things like it says sell all your possessions or like I'm not gonna do that but you don't you don't realize that what it is you're surrendering yourself to God and putting yourself in a place of knowing that you can give anything to God but then in that he's like what he says is you know you can trust me I'll provide for you yeah and he won't like strip you of all your belongings unless like you need to be like or something. (laughs) I don't know but but you know he he's a loving God he's not gonna like your life won't will be turned around in the most positive way. Yeah. By God, not yeah. inconvenienced. Yeah. Um so anyway, those those are just kind of a few of the perspectives there. Um there's another character who just thinks so much of himself that he's just not ready to accept anything else, you know. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's things like that. Um so let's move on to uh Let's move on to Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. So, Dear Evan Hansen is a show that I have, um, actually have it on my bookshelf ready for me to thoroughly read it. Um, I did watch a, some version of it. I don't want to say it was a bootleg because I'm hoping it wasn't a bootleg. Um, because I, I think it was just certain clips. So, okay. um, I watched some version of it online, uh, at least most of it. I'm pretty sure I watched all of it. Um, I've listened to the soundtrack. I've read the full synopsis. Um, so that's my familiarity with it. Um, you mm-hmm. said that you've listened to the music. Yeah, I'm familiar with most, most so for, of the songs. Yeah. For those who don't know, Dervin Hansen is about a socially, um, I don't want to say socially awkward, but it's even more, it's like a crippling fear, social anxiety. Yeah. Um, this guy who's in high school has social anxiety, um, runs into, through convoluted circumstances, I don't want to, make the explanation of the show too long, but through convoluted circumstances, there's another student in the school who commits suicide, and, um, he ends up having that student's name on his arm cast, and, uh, the family thinks that 
maybe they were friends, and so he perpetuates this lie that they were really close friends, they were best friends, and uh, continues that lie um, because it's making the family feel better and be able to cope with their son's death better, and their son was a really not nice person and so they were really having a hard time coping the sister was having a hard time grieving because she really kind of hated her brother mm-hmm. and he kind of hated her and um the this guy with the social anxiety starts kind of finding more confidence um he ends up going to a speaking engagement talking about how you're not alone and um you don't have to feel alone because there are other people around you who also might feel the same way, who are, are willing to give you a hand. Uh, he falls in love with the girl um, whose brother died. And um, basically, the lie, uh, there's a lot of good things that come out of the lie because there's a lot of people who are impacted by his speech. And so that that's interesting because then at the end, he kind of reveals that he was lying. And the reason is he spends so much time with this family to kind of almost adopt him as a new son. And mm-hmm. his single mother finds out and is incredibly devastated and hurt that she's replacing her with this family. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they offer to pay for his college and she's really offended because, you know, why are you telling this family I've never even met that... I can't yeah. provide for you. I've been providing for you my whole life, et cetera, et cetera your whole life, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, basically it blows up. Girl and guy break up. Um, kind of ends on a little bit of a sad note, honestly. Um, the family decides not to expose him because of all the good that has been done through his speech. And he does end up with more confidence at the end. But also, I mean, he really messed up. <laughs> he really, <laughs> really messed up. Um, does he reconcile with his mother? I mean, you don't I have to... I think he reconciles with his mother. Um, I honestly can't remember. Yes. I think he does. Because she kind of explains... There's a song so where she kind of explains... Yeah. yeah. Um, just how hard it was for her when his dad left and how she's always been there for him. And, and I think he kind of realizes that, too. So, redeeming aspects... Um, well, not redeeming aspects. That's that's another podcast. We will actually <laughs> potentially record another podcast at some point talking about what makes the show redeeming enough that you can put it on, um, and what where you really just need to draw the line and and yep. make sure that you're not you know putting your own desires before what the Lord wants. Yeah. Um. So spiritual aspects of this show. Um. Anything that comes to your mind off the top of your head? You know, I just, I wasn't that familiar with the storyline when you were saying that, but then it kind of clicked where he's living through a lie to get to this family, to get what he wants, Mm. but his mother has been there all along and she's hurt by the fact that he's lying and, Mm. like, trying to get that relationship with them when she has been working so hard to try to get that relationship with him and she might not be able to um, give them give him like everything he wants but she can provide for him she can do the best and I mean it's not the best um comparison but I feel like the mother in a way is kind of like our relationship with God yeah because like people can be so deceived with lies and say you know this is what's better yeah like that family has like the devil has so much more for you than God the devil can provide all these opportunities worldly opportunities not like good opportunities but yeah. and then those those lies will one day be will be revealed to be yeah, lies yeah, yeah they will they will be um exposed yeah. and then and then what you know then yeah. are you going to reconcile with god or are you going to live in your shame for the rest of your life yeah. you know i think it's also um 
just how easily envy can take root in our hearts. You know, he's oh, like, yeah. oh, I never had a dad who gave me a baseball glove. Oh, I never had, you know, and that's where it started. It's, mm-hmm. oh, I never had, I want, I want, I want. And sometimes, um, I think it's interesting because his desires in and of themselves were not bad. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that he tried to get his desires on his own. Um, yeah. You know, so yes. he was like, he was desiring a deep relationship with the father. He was desiring um, to feel loved and accepted, That and that's the feeling that this girl gave him, mm-hmm. um, accepting him for who he is, you know, for who he's created to be. And um, he desired a family unit um, where his mom was His mom was present. Present yeah. and, like, a stay-at-home mom not having to, like, Work go and, and provide. Yeah. Right. Um, and part of that is just speaking to the brokenness of society and how, you know... A, Single mothers, all all power to you, you know, praise the Lord yeah. for single mothers. Um, but man, like, you can tell, like, it wasn't supposed to be like that. No. You know, there's <laughs> supposed to be a father in the picture, and that's why it's so hard, and that's why we are so respectful of single mothers, single parents, um, because it's it's hard because there's supposed to be two, yeah. you know? Um, it's the way that God designed us. So um, just kind of exploring that, that brokenness, um Versus what, you know, the design for a family was, mm-hmm. but also just pursuing desires on our own and in yeah. our own strength. Um, instead of trusting that God's going to give us the desires in our heart, uh, desires of our heart in a deeper way that we could even imagine or provide for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because if we pursue something that we think we can control, yeah, um, it makes us feel safe in the moment. And then later you realize you weren't in control the whole time. And when yeah. it all falls apart... You're wondering what went wrong. What went wrong was you went after it yourself and did it in your own strength and your own power. You didn't trust God that God's power could see you through that and give you more than you ever imagined. Exactly. And the interesting thing is he really resisted this relationship with his mother at the beginning. Uh, She really, uh, within the first song of the show, she's really trying to... I mean, probably a little too hard, yeah. <laughs> but she's really trying to connect with her son and it's not working. And you can just imagine her emotion as she has worked her whole life to try to make his life as good as she possibly can make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and him just rejecting and rejecting. It's so interesting how we don't know what we've got. Yeah. You know, we don't appreciate, we're not grateful for the things that God has exactly. put in our lives. We're just constantly looking for more what we think would be more we think would be yes better yes. our version of better yeah so um and then i mean the great moral aspect about how a lie just does not pay off um, no it, it you, you will know? always be exposed and there's how, no right yeah and how god can redeem your mm-hmm. sin for his purposes you know, like, mm-hmm. the lie just, it didn't pay off. He broke that family all over again. He really hurt them. He hurt himself. He hurt his mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just devastation all around. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, I know that it wasn't written in this way, but I would say God redeemed that speech that he gave and used mm-hmm. that to impact people. Yeah. You know, God will use you because yeah. he's God like yeah. you know um it's better when you submit to him yeah. but, but uh he'll use it you know he'll, mm-hmm. he'll he'll use uh your mistake if you've made mistakes um don't make them on purpose but uh if you've made mistakes like he will use those mistakes as a testimony mm-hmm. or 
uh, to help other people not make the same mistake or, you know, like he'll use yeah. it. So I mean, yeah, because it says like God will work all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. And number one, we're all called. <laughs> There's no one that isn't called to his purpose. We're yeah. all called. And number two, he loves all of us. Like, there's no one that isn't loved. Number three, he says he works all things. It's not he works some things for yeah. the good. Like, he works the all hard things, things for good. The suffering parts of life. Yeah. Um, he will work it together for the goods of, the, of those who love him now, called according to his purpose. And, uh, it, yeah. yeah, you know, and it's, he's, he's just, and we gotta, we gotta trust him in, in, Whatever that means, whatever for the good of those, you know, yeah. uh, who love him and are called according to his purpose, we have to trust that what that means, you know, uh, is just. And we have to trust that how he goes about that is just. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so there are some really good, yeah, some really good things um, in Dear Evan Hansen. Um, yeah, so I think we can move on. Uh, what was the other one we wanted to do? Anastasia? Anastasia and Hamilton. Okay, so let's let's do Anastasia. Um, why don't you lead this one a little bit more? Okay, so Anastasia is a show about the Russian um, Revolution during the early nineteen um, hundreds, and the the way it happened. Well, this the Tsar's family ruled Russia. They were sovereign. Everyone loved them, except not everyone, because there was a revolution, obviously. (laughs) But, I mean, like, they were, like, these fancy rich people. They loved their life. Um, And Anastasia was their, uh, not their youngest, but one of their younger children. Mm -hmm. And um, when Anastasia was a little child, her grandma went away to Paris. And then um, she grew up, and the revolution hit. And when the revolution hit, all of her family was killed. And in history, like, her... Everyone from that family was wiped out except for they could never find her body, which then led to this musical. And everyone's like, oh, where is Anastasia? You know, and so in this musical, it's all about what if she's still alive? Hmm. And um, it talks about it follows this girl, Anya. Spoiler alert, Anya, Anastasia, same person. You kind of figure yeah. it out pretty early on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like that much of a spoiler. second scene, you're like, okay. Right. Like, <laughs> she's the main person. The show's called Anastasia. Okay. Right. Anya. Okay, yeah. So, um, you you follow this girl, Anya, who's um, now in the new world. Uh, she's, like, a peasant, basically. She's, mm-hmm. I mean, she's not wealthy. Nobody is. Like, it was yeah. an awful system. Like, yeah. they, they had a revolution, then everyone was, like, penniless and starving. <laughs> yeah. It was the worst thing ever. Yeah. Um, but uh, she she finds these two wild guys <laughs> yes um who they uh decide that they want to dress someone up and take them to paris to prove to the grandmother that they've found the anastasia which everyone was doing at everyone time. was everybody doing they all was thought finding was, a young woman yeah. and dressing them up and teaching them they all thought it was an original idea yes. <laughs> and the and they really like got into making her like know the history of oh, yeah. everything and and know all these answers all these questions that you know only Anastasia would know to prove that she is Anastasia yeah yeah and so then they take her to Paris um there's love fashion oh the sets are beautiful anyway (laughs) (laughs) the music is beautiful um but so then when they get to Paris the grandmother 
won't even look at Anya. Yeah. She's had enough. She's seen all these imposters. She's like, no, I've had enough. No, mm -mm. this is not, there's no way she won't like, she won't turn and face her. Yeah. And, um, then such a good, that's such a good moral. Okay. Um, (laughs) so, um, then finally, after, like, so much convincing and everyone, like, like physically tripping the grandma and being like, turn around and look yeah. at her, you know. <laughs> then she finally, she, she turns around, she, she looks, she doesn't accept it at first, but after some, um, like... There's a song that only Anastasia would have known, and yeah. nobody else knew that only Anastasia would have known it, so no one else prepared them, and yeah. and basically There's she, like, she it. They're, like, the last memory that they had together when yeah. they were still in Russia together, and Anastasia is... Or Anya is remembering more and more, and then, right. but I mean, it gets to the point where she can't realize: does she know all this, or has this been put in her head by Dimitri and um, Vlad? Well, no, I think she, because there is that song where she remembers something yeah. that they didn't tell her, and she's like, yeah. "Huh, this is interesting." Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, okay, we don't need but, to go there. Uh, but anyway, um, I mean, that's the gist. Yeah, that's the story. So, what was that? You you came on something. What were you thinking? Yeah. So the grandmother. Mm-hmm. So Anya wants so badly to get a relationship with the grandmother because it's her only family. Yeah. So she she goes to the grandmother and she's pleading with her, saying, I am your granddaughter. By this time, yeah, she knows. Yeah. She knows she is the real Anastasia. She's like, I am your granddaughter. Your granddaughter, please, like, recognize me as your grand granddaughter. Mm. And the grandmother is like, I will not look at you. I will not acknowledge you. Mm. I will not. Like, and that's, that's so much like what people, when God knocks on the door, most people say, I will not recognize you. Mm. I am not going to acknowledge your presence in my life. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm done with religion. No more. I close mm, the door to Because they've been scarred by all the yes. false religions. Oh, that is so good. <laughs> that is so good. Yes. Yeah. So. That's what happens is that I've noticed people will often say, you know what, I'm done with religion, or I'm done with, um, you know, we say it's a relationship, not a religion. It, it, it is a religion, it, it, but it is the true religion. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but, but we just hate saying that because religion has such a negative connotation, you know, but, but this is a belief system. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it is. It is our beliefs and our beliefs are based on a lot of truths and a lot of proving aspects mm-hmm. of nature and the word and and yes um, like people have taught us this but we have come to believe it ourselves yes you know yeah. yeah yeah um so it's just it's interesting though because uh you know all these things come to you promising to give you that deep desire in your heart and that's that's really what we're finding in a lot of shows and what sparked this conversation is um we were designed mm-hmm. with an innate knowledge of who we are as human beings and our need for some sort of savior, something other than this world. Um, you see, hear people say, this can't be all there is, you know, mm-hmm. um, a creator, you know, something sovereign, like bigger than us because we can't handle it on our own, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so for the grandmother to be presented all these options, you know, she's looking too. She actually like, I think she even put out an ad, uh, yeah. advertisement, which is where this all started. Um, and people are bringing, Oh, try this, try this, try this, you know, and mm-hmm. all these different girls. And she's like, 
tries and then she kind of asks them a question and it's not it and she's like you know what it's when I finally get to the core of what I want uh none of these things are satisfying none of these things mm-hmm. are fulfilling and then the true granddaughter comes and uh you know she asks her and it is fulfilling it is satisfying it is the real thing and the real thing is so much deeper and such a better connection than if she had just accepted one of the other girls and been like, sure, you're in, you know, you're yeah. in a stage. <laughs> like, yeah. sure. Um, it would have destroyed her because yeah. deep down inside, she just didn't she know, knew, and, yeah. and, you know, if it was true or not. And I, th- I think, yeah, really deep down, she probably knew it wasn't, but she just would push that away. Yeah. So, um, yeah, beautiful. Um, I think probably, um, there, there's this love story between one of the con men and Anya as well, um, which actually started when they were younger. Um, and to me, that just, it's, it's a really pretty picture of how God will, like, bring things into your life that you didn't even realize were important until years later. Yes! <laughs> you know? Yes! And how, like how something happens in your life and you just dismiss it or maybe you recognize it as something else and you're like oh that was a really like that was a great experience where I learned humility and then later years down the road you're like that was like part of like that was like a tiny puzzle piece and this huge like masterpiece that God was doing inside me it blows you away and like yes. I feel like if we knew every little thing that God does for we us we wouldn't be able to handle it no we would be like <laughs> we hear about like one a week and then we're like <gasps> you know we're floored you know and so oh yeah 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 absolutely the way that God works in using parts of our lives um maybe in a small way or even in a way that we don't recognize until down the road and then we realize it was part of such a bigger picture and it was just so ends up being a really important part mm-hmm. of our story. Um, it's just so cool. So. Do you want the pillow? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's pointing and I was like, what do you, what do you want? Um, okay, so uh, last one that we want to talk about was um, Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so Hamilton's interesting. Uh, if you're unaware, it's about um, and this one, uh, was another one that I've also, I haven't gotten to see in person yet, um, and you don't want to bootleg Hamilton, because it was a pretty yeah. big show. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, I mean, you shouldn't bootleg anything, to be yeah. perfectly honest. I mean, it's not but, like we don't do it, but, I mean, if someone I puts tried, it on... I really do try not to, as much as possible. Um, sometimes, yeah, yeah, so it's, it's confusing. Like why? Okay. Why didn't they take this down <laughs> yeah. yet? Um, yeah, no, it it de- it depends. Uh, there are streaming sites now though, which which is nice. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Hamilton. Most of what I know is from the music, really listening to the music, and then reading kind of the story again. Um, I have a couple books on the making of it too, and, and things like that. So Hamilton's about Alexander Hamilton mm-hmm. um, uh, during the American Revolution. Uh, it kind of comes up through the American Revolution and then into the kind of the establishment of what the government was mm-hmm. and the Constitution and all of that. Um, and he's kind of this young uh, immigrant, uh, upstart, fiery, uh, passionate lad, uh, <laughs> served under George Washington and um, 
he quickly rose to fame and fortune through the and power. politics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he ended up being the treasury secretary and um, a big uh, seat in the Senate. Yeah. Well, not the Senate. Not the Senate, because I don't think that was... The Electoral College. He established the Electoral College and the banks and everything. Yeah, he did a... Yeah, he did a lot. Um, And it's interesting because uh, the story follows him definitely politically um, and all throughout um, and kind of uses his story to tell the story of the American Revolution into the establishment of our government system. Um, Very interesting. Um, Thomas Jefferson and, and... Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Burr and, and all of that. Um, and it's interesting, I'm not really a history buff myself, but I find that show fascinating. Um, but it also talks about his love story with um, Eliza um, Skyler. Skyler and kind of the demise of that because he ends up cheating on her um, countless times. <laughs> um, and uh, again, then gets kind of blackmailed from that. And, and he gets... Um, yeah, well, so, and and what's interesting is it's found out that there's money missing from his account, his personal account, but they think that how uh, that he's taking money from the state. And in order to clear his name, he reveals that he's been cheating on his wife and basically destroys the marriage. Um, and, and there's so many aspects of it, like dueling comes up several times, um, and... It's just interesting, kind of explains the rules of what dueling was, and mm-hmm. um, you got hot and fiery enough, and you're like, <laughs> all right, we're going to duel. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's stupid. Crazy, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and, and the war, and lots of, um, lots of slander yeah. against other politicians. A lot. A lot mm-hmm. of them calling him names, him calling them names, um... Very fiery conversations, very heated discussions. Uh, there's one character that I think uh, definitely we can draw from, which is Aaron Burr, because he, the entire time, is just whatever the people want, whatever the people want. He never really takes a stand yeah. um, on, you know, where his political views land, where his moral views land, even sometimes. Uh, he just doesn't take a very strong stance. He kind of listens to what the yeah. crowd wants and kind of goes with that. Which yeah. is crazy. Um, and there is a redeeming... In the show, there is a sort of redeeming uh, mm-hmm. part between uh, Alexander and his wife. Yeah. Um, although in history, she kind of erases herself from history and you kind of... A lot of it's speculation is, is what I gathered. Mm-hmm. So, the themes in that... Very interesting. Um... It's more like moments, mm-hmm. you know? I'm trying to think of an overarching theme well, or a I f- spiritual... I feel like, well, we touched on the affair a little bit. Yeah. And in that time, you kind of get the idea um, from the musical, but really, I mean, in history, everyone was having an affair. Like, literally... You do get that kind of concept. Like, like I'm pretty sure Madison probably had an affair. Like, Jefferson mm. had an affair. But the thing was... Hamilton admitted like like he admitted admitted it to them in secret Mm -hmm. and was like well the reason the money's gone from my account is because I'm having an affair and I'm paying off like her her husband yeah and um then they were like oh we don't talk about that you know like we're not totally innocent ourselves and so then he 
gets all nervous. Yeah. Because he's done something wrong. Someone finds out about it, and he doesn't know whether they're going to expose him or not, so he, in his panic, exposes himself. Right. Which I think is, like, that's exactly what we do, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, sometimes that's what we need, but it's so scary for us. You know, I mean, it's obviously it's scary, but it's it's what we need, um, like... We just need that little bit of a scare to, like, admit that we're wrong, you know? Mm. And then all of it comes to light. Like, if he had just been like, I'm just going to keep it quiet, you know, like, he told them, but then, like... It would have gone on indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless Burr got really mad. Like, well, Burr did get really mad, but, like, if Burr got even more mad and then finally, um, like, spilled the truth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and the big thing that day was, like, you don't want a scandal or else you're not going to be able to run for president because, like, everyone was right. running for president. Right. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, though, is they knew it was wrong. Yeah. They, there was a moral compass, and, and we were talking about this before. We are designed with a moral compass. You know mm-hmm. right from wrong. Um, and, yes, some of it is you are taught it from birth, and so if you are... Uh, being brought up in a very difficult circumstance, sometimes uh, that can get convoluted, right? But but there is this um, innate sense of this doesn't feel right or mm-hmm. this is wrong, right? So someone who's murdering someone generally does it in secret or plans it perfectly where they can get out of there or mm-hmm. they can at least, you know, um, you know... Yeah. And there are law systems in place as why government in place is in place. You know what is right and what is wrong. Now, you yeah. might defend what you're doing and yeah. justify it, and we do that, definitely. Um, I see a lot of that in, in fact, current current issues mm-hmm. and, and things that are going on right now. Um, but you know. Yeah. You know what's right and what's wrong. And uh, what's interesting is the culture right now is really trying to justify a lot of different things that are wrong and make them normalized as something that is good and is right, which the Bible says mm-hmm. will happen uh, as yeah. the world kind of gets towards the end times and all that. Um, and you see, uh, but you do see a moral compass. And in this show, he knows what he's doing is wrong. If yeah. he thought it was 100% right, he would just tell his wife and there would be no big deal. Yeah. You know? Yep. And they would have, I guess, what, you know, people call an open relationship today or whatever, which is disgusting. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, but you you know, and, and there's this design and this purpose um, that people know and they, they fight for justice and they fight for... Um, the way that they, you know, at least at least the way that, that, that they think things should be. But there's this desire, there's this moral compass that is in everyone's heart. Whether you choose to ignore it or not is up to you. Yeah. You know? And so I think it's interesting um, that even though this is not a Christian show, uh, the people in it generally aren't Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they know right from wrong, and that's just kind of a... If you have a moral, I read something recently, if you have a moral compass, where does that moral compass come from? Yeah. You know? It can't yeah. just it can't evolve just like, out yeah. of nothing, you know? Like, the moral compass has got to be based on something or someone putting that moral compass into place. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just more evidence of a creator, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, just the way that we're made. And I do feel like the, um, the thing about the moral compass is that 
like the whole thing, he knew that the affair was wrong. Mm-hmm. But in our culture today, and if you if you go back into Bible times, um, sex out of marriage is like against your moral compass. And most people today they get like a little bit guilty, you know, like when they. Yeah. But but the um, the world is making it is trying to like reorient the moral compass yeah and saying it's okay you know and all these like sexual things are okay which ends up in heartbreak and disease yes. and just spiritual all the bad things ripping up that like we could we could avoid if we just yeah. trusted god and like just use some discretion you know mm-hmm. and and um the the whole thing with an affair which nowadays is still frowned upon yeah um the Lord <laughs> so far but yeah I mean but it's 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 like how far will people take their moral compass and stretch it and like mm-hmm. make it because a lot of times with things and I don't want to get too political but like when things are making you guilty you have a hard time telling other people like you were yeah, just saying definitely. and so I feel like that might be something having to do with like if people say they're in the closet I don't want to go there but I have a feeling it's like has to do with some guilt yeah on the inside yeah and it's something having to do with their moral compass saying that it's wrong and that's why people won't accept them because it's wrong yeah but then they're trying to make it so that it's right so again if you handle something on your own I mean this is why accountability is so important especially in in, as brothers and sisters in Christ you need to be able to go to someone who is a brother or sister in Christ and tell them what you're struggling with mm-hmm. and be able to pray through it with them and work through it with them and have that accountability. Um, and that'll make all the difference right mm-hmm. there. You know, not feeling like you have to deal with it on your own, not feeling like, um, and honestly, if someone's going to treat you um, in a uh, malicious manner because uh, of something that you're doing wrong, that's not loving. That's not Christ's response. Mm-hmm. His response is, I died for you. Yeah. You're like, Lord, I've sinned. Okay, I died for you. Yeah. You're like, and you're like, like I don't a, deserve this. It's such an opposite, it's yeah. such an opposite response to what we expect. We yes. expect like, all right, you're going to hell. Yeah. You know? And it's, because I died that is, for you. That is what our moral <laughs> you know? compass tells us we deserve until God comes in and shows us that his yes, mercy and his grace. Yes, he yeah. is mercy and he's, he has grace. And I was reading the other day about grace mm. and how when like grace wouldn't be grace if we didn't like need it, you know? Yeah. If it was if God just came in and said, "Well, all that doesn't matter, like all your sins." Like yeah. I mean, he does say mm. all our sins don't matter, but if he came in and said, "Well, they matter." He just he wipes them clean. Yeah, like if yeah. if he he if he said I don't care if you sin, like go do it. You do. Yeah, I have grace. It wouldn't be grace, right? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely need it. So I think uh, closing thoughts about Hamilton. Um, th- there are little things in Hamilton. So like there's the way that Washington steps down so that a new leader can can uh, be there, kind of accepting his role as an authority under God. Yeah, you know. That this is not something that I'm supposed to hold on to necessarily. This is something that God's put in my life for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a, there's a, there was a part with Eliza's older sister, uh, Angelica, um, where she actually was in love with Alexander first and kind of realized that Eliza was and gave her up. And that's self-sacrificial love. Mm-hmm. Um, do I agree that she should have done that? Meh. <laughs> you know. I mean, not. <laughs> but... <laughs> But, um, 
Because then she's, you know, dealing with that her whole life. Like, yeah. this kind of regret or whatever. But yeah. but self-sacrificial love is a theme. Um, you've got uh, that bond between sisters. Um, again, there's that, like, family bond, um, which is really beautiful. There are good family bonds because, like, yeah. um, Hamilton has good bond with his son. He does. And his Granted, son... he doesn't give him great advice. But... Yeah, no, no, he doesn't. But his son dies for his father's name. Yeah. Which is really powerful. It's really interesting. Because we are supposed to die for the name of Jesus. Mm. We are supposed to lay down our lives for the brethren, and we are, like, we are supposed to give everything we have for the name of Jesus. Right. Which, Yeah, I that mean, self-sacrificial love. Yeah. You know, putting the needs of others before yourself and putting the honor of others, yeah. you know. Um, and uh, I think there's some interesting things with the politics um, in the story where... You see, you do see a lot of power grabbing. Um, you do see what people genuinely think is right for the country. You know, yeah. um, they genuinely do think that this is going to take the country and and forward into the future or whatever. You know, and you you, yeah. you have to be <laughs> respectful and grateful, even if you don't agree. Um, at least grateful that they're trying. Yeah. Um, so there's just, there, there are interesting things about, like, slander. Um, they don't talk in a respectful way towards each other. No. I mean, they are incredibly disrespectful, and I actually think that a lot more can be accomplished if you are, uh, you might di- be diametrically opposed, but um, if you can figure out how to listen calmly mm-hmm. and lovingly and respectfully, um... I mean, there's there's a whole song called The Room Where It Happened. Something happened in that room with, uh, what was it, Thomas Jefferson and Alexander mm-hmm. Hamilton. One and other... Madison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> where, oh where they came out with a compromise where originally there was no compromise. And that only happens when you're willing to listen to the other side. Yeah. And you're willing to talk about it. And you're willing to, you know, figure it out. Or so. you're willing to bribe them, like, well, well. <laughs> The idea, though, the idea is... Um, yeah. And that's what I'm trying to promote with my podcast yeah. as well. It's just, you know, being able to talk to people. You might agree with them, you might not agree with them, but make sure that it's give and take, that you're listening, uh, that you're being loving and... Um, and possibly build consensus along the way. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, as long as what you're, you're doing is, is being edifying, glorifying. So, so interesting. Uh, there are other shows that we can pull them out, but really, I guess, what we're getting at is uh, we're all created... Mm-hmm. Uh, by a singular creator. And you can tell because there's these innate desires, desires for a savior. Yeah. Um, right there. You're always looking for a president to save the country, to yeah. you know, fix all the problems. <laughs> um, there's So there is that desire for a savior. There's this desire for something other than this life. I mean, Alexander spent his entire life writing, 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 yeah. writing, um, thinking that this is what he needs to leave. He needs to leave a legacy. There's got to be something more than just him living his life and just and him he, enjoying his family. He and just needs him. to do something in order to make a difference. Right, right. Yeah. Whereas we know um, as Christians that uh, God will use us to make a difference, um, but that other th- otherworldly thing, that thing that we're looking for that's beyond this life is a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we know that because we have it and it's so fulfilling. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's nothing, nothing like it and it will fulfill us our entire life if we let it, you know. Yeah. We also know that we don't, there's no amount of things that we can do on this earth that will make us deserve heaven more Mm. than just being with God and following God. Yep. Yeah. So 
Um, yeah, so just that innate desire and, and who create, we're created to be for God, for something more, relationship with God. Um, it's just amazing. And it's really cool that you can see that in shows that were not designed for that purpose. Yeah. Uh, so look for it. Next time you guys watch a show, um, because we're specifically talking about live theater right now, but this is in movies, this is in a lot of, a lot of things, actually, even looking mm-hmm. for love, that's that intimacy of relationship, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, see if you can find a spiritual theme. Um, uh, don't dig, don't purposely yeah. watch something that is incredibly horrible, um, <laughs> just to be like, oh, I bet I could find a spiritual theme. <laughs> but look, take a look and yeah. see what you can find. Um, maybe you can find someone to talk to about it because, uh, people will see different things, so... Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoyed this talk. Gracie, thank you so much. Yes, thank you for having um, me. I Thank you for coming up with the idea, and we'll have to talk about kind of what redeems shows and stuff another yeah. time. But, uh, yeah, so if you guys were interested in this, there's a few other podcasts that are up. Um, these are all good talks, just talks with people about a variety of different subjects. Um, and whether we agree or disagree, uh, I, we try to be really respectful and loving towards one another. And that's kind of what I'm promoting. So I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, I will see you on the next good talk. Bye.